From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 187 for the week of August 29, 2013. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone, welcome to the show. I'm your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by our Disneyland team, Nancy Johnson and Mary Jo Mata Willie. And in this segment, Mary Jo talks about a recent trip to Laguna Beach. Mary Jo? Oh yeah. Oh well, Laguna yeah, Beach. Laguna Beach. <laughs> <laughs> Laguna Beach is actually a lot more awesome than I had realized and um, hopefully this segment here will let everybody else know um, what kind of place it is and okay. I encourage everybody to go. So... Um, just a short drive south of the Disneyland Resort, just about 25 miles away, lies the coastal town of Laguna Beach. Laguna Beach is well known for its beautiful coves and artist community. For those of you who are looking to spend a day away from the Disneyland Resort, you might want to consider going to Laguna Beach. My friends and I recently re- visited this seaside community when we went to the Sawdust Festival held during the summer months. I'll get to that in a bit, but first I'd like to tell you a little bit about Laguna Beach itself. It's originally founded in 1887 as Lagunas, but was renamed to Laguna Beach in 1904. The Spaniards had called the area Cañón de las Lagunas because of two small lakes that were located there, which I didn't know until um, I read up on some of the the story. I had always wondered where the lagoon was for Laguna Beach, and although there's coves, there's no lagoon, but Laguna means um, lago is lake, but Laguna is, is also lake, so... Um, it's named after those canyon lakes that the Spaniards had seen oh, okay. so many years ago. So it's the third oldest city in Orange County, um, named after San Juan Capistrano and Anaheim, where Disneyland is located. In the early 1920s, the area was discovered by a group of landscape painters, and they kind of laid the foundation of the art community that lives there today. Um, since the real estate has become so expensive along the beaches, many of these artists now live in the surrounding canyons. And as you drive through those roads, you'll see these um, pretty rural homes that are out there. And I guess these artists are tucked away in those canyons. Nice. Um, Laguna Beach has some of the most beautiful beaches in California, and it's surrounded by hills that can go as high as a 1,000 feet. So... Um, because of the landscape there, there's only a couple of roads that you can use to get to this city, either Pacific Coast Highway, which runs the length of California, as many of you know, uh, with Crystal Cove to the north and Dana Point to the south, or Highway 133, which winds through the canyons from the ocean to the 405 freeway and probably beyond, but we only care about the 405 freeway <laughs> uh, because that's where you would get there for, to go from Disneyland. Okay. So a couple of weeks ago, my friends, Brenda and Renee, and I decided to enjoy one of the famous art festivals that they have there at Laguna Beach called the Sawdust Festival. I had heard about it over the years, but now that my friend has retired, we kind of um, are getting together once a month and exploring Southern California, like on these one-day trips. So the Sawdust Festival runs from the end of June through the beginning of September, and it features artwork from local artists, including paintings, glasswork, jewelry, water fountains, and many other things that you can buy to decorate yourself or your home. I had heard that it gets kind of crowded over there later on in the day, so we decided to go first thing in the morning and avoid any traffic issues that we might run into. So we all live close to the LAX airport, 
And we took the 405 freeway to the 133 freeway, and we made it to Laguna Beach by about 8.30 in the morning. It took us like an almost an hour to get down there from where we live. We wanted to uh, have how long, breakfast. For how long would it take from Disneyland? Probably um, a half hour okay. to get there. Um, and, of course, if there's traffic, it's going to take a little bit longer. You know, the other when Nancy was doing her 101 series, we were talking about the uh, – the different freeways and everything. But if you go early in the morning, even with traffic, it's not going to add that much to it. And once you hit the 133, you know, it's, it's home sailing to there. And it's kind of picturesque. So it's, it's an easy drive. Um, um, so we wanted to have breakfast and we didn't know too much about the town. So we were, we drove around and we found, um, a little restaurant that's right between Pacific Coast Highway is is right along the beach in Laguna. It goes right through Laguna Beach, and this restaurant is right next to Pacific Coast Highway and on the bluffs overlooking the ocean. Nice. It ha- oh, it was so nice, and it has an outdoor patio. So, since it was so early in the morning, we decided to eat inside. But it's it's almost ceiling to to uh, tabletop at least windows, huge huge windows, so you can see the vista. And uh, I had my favorite, huevos rancheros. The food was a typical diner breakfast type of food, but kind of um, interesting. They had these clocks that were different. I'll put it that Like one was backwards. One had all the numbers down at the bottom of the clock. And there were some other ones that were really interesting. And then it had a beautiful painting of the restaurant with the ocean behind it that an, an artist had done for them. And the restaurant is named after the greeter, which is a man by the name of Eiler Larson that used to stand on the corner of PCH and he'd greet people as they pass by. He was a character with a beard and kind of like if you would kind of think of a gold mining type of guy, that's what he looked like with his hat and the beard and um, his worn shoes and everything. But he was really friendly and he was... Um, convinced to go down to Laguna Beach to take part in their pageant of the masters which I will also talk in a little bit and he became so famous um, that in 1963 the city proclaimed him as the official Laguna greeter and just like they do at Grom's Chinese Theater they had him um, put his footprints in cement nice. so they could immortalize him there in that spot and the restaurant's named after him so it's kind of neat that there's a lot of history if you just kind of look into the different uh, buildings and, and the people who live in these towns. I looked into the restaurant and found out that it used to be a stagecoach stop and it's where they had uh, stored the stagecoaches and the horses back in back in the day. But uh, they did a really good job in renovating it into the restaurant. So we uh, had our breakfast and by now it was 9.30 and we decided to find parking near the Sawdust Festival Grounds. And one thing about the Sawdust Festival Grounds, um, well, let me set up, set up the summer festivals that go on in Laguna Beach. Highway 133 is in a canyon, and it runs east-west. And just a couple of miles east of the town, in the order as you see them as you leave the town, they've set up some areas that host um, the different festivals, which would be Pageant of the Masters, Festival of Festival of the Arts, which is in the same grounds as Pageant of the Masters, um, the Art Affair, and the Sawdust Festival. So there are three 
festivals plus pageant of the masters all in this general area they have parking between the town and the festivals and they also have parking on the easternmost part with a free shuttle that runs to the festivals and to the town a free shuttle and then there's also parking along the canyon and parking along each of the festivals but if you get there later in the day during the summertime these are really popular and it's going to be kind of hard finding parking since we were there so early like when we got there at 8:30 in the morning we went to the east I'll call it the east lot there was nobody over there we didn't even have a shuttle so we were like yeah we're not going to park here because <laughs> we'd have to it, it, and it's a half hour half mile down to the first festival which isn't far but when after a, a day of shopping to walk uphill to the parking lot we didn't want to do that so we ended up parking right outside um the sawdust festival and another thing i wanted to say is it the metered parking that they have we we parked down in the town we parked in metered parking because that's what i think is uh, pretty much all that you can do unless you park in the residential area um you can use cash or your credit card which we thought was a great idea we just we took turns swiping our cards to do the metered parking and in retrospect we would have been better off to park in the parking lot between the town and the festivals Yes, we would have had to walk uphill to the festival, but it really wasn't far and we ended up walking from the town to them anyway. Um and that's $10 for that parking, $7 for the other parking. We ended up spending like $13 cuz we kept running out to the meter to pay. <laughs> so, yeah, that so it wasn't the best idea, but since we all shared in the cost, we pretty much didn't, you know, we we just lived with it and just chalked it up, but I I thought that I would note that when I um, when we did this segment, so that other people wouldn't, uh, you know, that's three dollars can go to snacks or mm-hmm. to to the souvenirs or something like that. So um, as it turned out, um, we parked right at the entrance of the Sawdust Festival, and we got in line, and there were already people in line. We now by now it was like nine forty, so we had twenty minutes before the because they all open at ten a.m. So we had. A, 20 minutes before it opened and so as usual we chatted with different people who were standing in line and we talked to, to this one lady who was talking about her sister participating in the pageant of the masters as a nude painting and so they painted her body silver I think but she was nude so you know um, just keep in mind that some of these uh, portrayals will, will be a little interesting when you go see them and <laughs> You know, we're talking Laguna Beach, just a little artsy, or California, as, as people say. So, um, I would say that um, when the when the gates opened up and we were able to walk in, Brenda, Renee, and I were just we we walked into this this area that was full of booths, sawdust on the ground, ergo the sawdust festival. And we, we were so charmed by the, by the, our initial view of the place. We, we were just exclaiming how cool it looked and everything. And since we were there so early, we had this unobstructed view of everything. It was just really nice and it's nicely set up. They have about 200 artists there and they do give you, um, they have a free brochure with a map that shows you where all the booths are. And what our plan of attack basically was, was that we went around the perimeter and then went up and down the different aisles. 
and when we found something that we liked, the the artist or a lot of the booths had the actual artists in them. Mm-hmm. A lot of the booths didn't have the artists in them, but they had their friends or people who um, obviously knew them. And they would have the cards and they would write, like if we saw I mean, aquamarine earrings, they would write aquamarine earrings on the back of the card. So we knew which booth we had gone to where we had seen them. So I thought that was really helpful. Yeah, it was, it was, somebody had offered that. So after that, we just kept saying, can we have your card and can you write down what, you know, the, the different things that we had seen. One of the things I really liked about it is that everybody who was in the booth was friendly. They talked to us, but there was no pressure. You know how like you kind of slink by a booth and try not to make eye contact because you feel guilty for not buying, um, what it is that they have? There was none of that at any of these booths. I did snap some pictures. There was a lot of really cool things, and some people told me I wasn't allowed to take pictures of them. Um, this one man told me that pictures weren't allowed, with, and there was a big sign, but I told him I was going to blog about it, and he said, oh, go ahead. <laughs> and, and he gave his card. So, and, and his was kind of cool. He had these, uh, there were tiles, and the one that I was taking a picture of was a clothesline with all of the princesses' dresses, uh, Disney princesses dresses and Snow White was had obviously just taken her dress down from the clothesline and was zipping it up the back. So you see the back of her, you know, and she's putting on her dress. Easy. And <laughs> it was all very clean. But um, there were uh, maybe three booths I think that had Disney items in them, mostly paintings, that artwork that I really liked, and a couple of other things. But um, one of the things that I really liked about this particular festival is that it is local art. So if somebody's going to come to California, especially um, people who are coming from far away and they want something that's going to represent their vacation mm-hmm. and they want to get something with quality or from a, a, the original artist and maybe have it autographed or, or whatever, this is a great place to go to get that. Um in addition to the booths that we saw, there, the landscaping around the area was also pretty. Remember, we're in a canyon, but they also have, they had waterfalls, they had benches by the waterfalls, they had music, uh, live music with the musicians playing. They had, at one end, they had kind of a, I don't want to say so much a snack bar, but they had hamburgers, hot dogs, Mexican food, and stuff like ice cream and other light snacks and drinks that you could get there. No alcohol that I can think of. I don't remember if they had beer. They may have had beer there, but I, since I don't really drink beer, I didn't pay too much attention. But the whole area was just very nicely set up. We probably spent three and a half hours there wow. walking around. But And we did go back. I mean... I wish the next time I'm going to take more cash. Some some people do take credit cards. Some people, I don't think we, any of us try to pay with a check, so I can't talk to that. Um, but it was hard. There's so many nice things and unique things there, and I'm I am I I've already started the blog because I want to put it up. They had this. It was a really cool water fountain where the water was shot out at an angle, so it made a perfect cone. It looked like glass, so it was on the wall and it went to a receptacle down below so I think that the water well I don't think but the water um, 
like the tubes that carried the water back up had to be behind the wall. So whoever had had done this. So all you saw, you know, I stuck my hand in there to make sure it was water, not not a glass that we were looking at. But it was just really, really cool. Um, another guy had made, he had doorbells made out of brass, out of all different kinds of um, um, designs, any design you could think of. A lot of people collect um, crosses, so they had this one booth that had a lot of crosses. They had also have, um, they do glass blowing there on, right there on the grounds, and that was caged off. They just don't want people getting too close to it. But people were looking through the cage at the glass blowing, and then you could see the, you could see the, um, the pieces that they made. It was just absolutely beautiful. And there was a, um, famous artist. I don't think I wrote, oh, Christopher Jeffries. And he's been commissioned for some museums here in Los Angeles and restaurants, etc. And he was, um, his work was also there at the, at the, uh, Sawdust Festival. So, um, in addition to looking at the art or purchasing the art, you know, if you just want to go and you don't want to buy anything, you just want to look, that's also a fun place to go. But they also have classes each weekend where you, for a price, and it's not cheap, it was like maybe $90 or, or around there somewhere for some of them, but you could create art to take home. So they had, one of the things I thought was really cool is you would get silver, and you would drizzle it into water and make a design out of that, and it would turn it into a pendant for jewelry. They have some art um, classes where you solder and make your own rings that um, you could put on. They have the stamping art, and for those who a lot of I think a lot of people will know what I'm talking about. And they also have a glass fusion that you can oh. do. So if you go on the website, you might want to look at the day that you're going to go there. The art that they have you make is really nice um, items. They had like turquoise and silver bracelets and and other things to go. That would be, I think, a really neat souvenir to bring home. So that's something I'm probably going to look at next year when when we go back to the festival. I do think that this is the type of thing you would go to more than once just because of the different um, art that they have. And sometimes you go there to get ideas and then you go back. To actually get them, my my girlfriend Renee um, saw this beautiful black and white painting, a uh, photograph, not is a photograph, and she saw a black heart with, and they both had a little bit of red on them. That would just go really good in her bedroom. So she's gone. She wants to go back and get that. And the Sawdust Festival goes on what a few months? Oh, right? yeah, it's, it starts in, All summer, in June. Yeah, end of June and it goes through September. All of these festivals go through the whole summer. And then these particular festivals go through the summer, but then they also have winter festivals that you can, if you go to the website, you can look and see what's happening in the winter over there. But the big thing is the Sawdust Festival, especially if you go, excuse me, any of these festivals, if you, um, if you go. They also have things like arts and crafts. They have a huge booth where kids and adults, if they want to, can go and practice drawing and, and um, take artwork home that way, but it's more like sketches. One of the cool things that I that I found when I was walking around with my friends is a lot of these artists have traveled the world. And if you ask about the photographs that they like, one of some of some of them have photographs on aluminum, and it's 
kind of out from the wall. Absolutely gorgeous. They're, those are the ones they wouldn't let me take a picture of. But, um, and, and they could tell you there's a story behind all of these paintings. And then I heard this one artist talking to a potential customer. The customer wanted one certain kind of painting. They were discussing how they were going to frame it so that he could take it home. So it's, it's truly, truly tailored to something that you want, very personal. So I really like that, um, about it. And that's probably, you know, one of the big reasons why I'm going to, going to go back there. Um, Sounds like a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, like I said, we we ended up spending the whole day at Laguna Beach because after the Sawdust Festival, we weren't ready to go back yet. So what, what else has Laguna Beach got for you? Well, um, we walked down to the town and we meandered through the shops and one of the things that they have at those shops is they have a lot of gift shops. I don't think I saw any repeats other than a few of the, you know, typical, real, you know, your names on a license plate type gifts. Right. They had a few of those in, in all of the shops. There were so many, um, unique items in all these shops. We saw this huge peace sign made out of license plates. There was a map of the United States also made out of license plates with the plates cut out to say the names of the states. There was, um, instead of antique store, there's an artique store. A lot yeah. of, Nancy likes to say, what do you call it, Nancy? Re... Re Repurposed? Repurposed, yeah. A lot of, a a lot of repurposed items, um, made into actual artwork. We spent so much time going through those shops and I was taking pictures and sending them. Recycled art kits. Yeah, not recycled art, just recycled items made into art. Like somebody got a whole bunch of Campbell's soup mugs and they made a flag of the United States. Nice. Out of these broken mugs. And it's beautiful. Cool. Yeah, they, they did a lot of those type things. And they have them in the different stores. And clothing and my girlfriends love clothes. So we did clothes shopping too and stuff. Um, they have a nice little cafes over there. Um, they had a bakery with sandwiches, etc. So I got my, I got Nick and his girlfriend some macaroons because they love macaroons. And <laughs> anyway, so they have a lot of, a lot of things there. And then you could take the trolley from the town back up the hill to the festival if oh, you nice. want to go there. Yeah. And it's free. So we ended up doing that just to get to our car. And we got there, like I said, at 830 in the morning. We were there till 430. I was going to say and between the festival and then the town, you could make it a whole day. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not only that, that, just doing that alone was a whole day. We didn't even touch the beach and the beach is absolutely beautiful. You could, you could go down there, um, and have a picnic because the bluff is grassy. So you could either have a picnic up in the grassy bluff with these, with this beautiful scenery looking out below you or go, go down to the cove and go hang, hang out on the beach or anything. Um, Dreams Unlimited, not that I'm meaning to plug Dreams Unlimited Travel, but Dreams Unlimited <laughs> oh, Travel. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> they they book through the Walt Disney Travel Company, and they have a package called the Southern California Package, and you have um, the opportunity to stay at a hotel in Laguna Beach called the Surf and Sand. And we drove past it, and I was like, okay, the Surf and Sand is here. And I think Dreams Unlimited, Pete and those guys years ago with Julie had um, actually gone there, and they had filmed. There's a video clip that shows what it's like over there. I think Laguna Beach is, is good for 
an overnight stay because yeah. of the beach, because of all the things that there are to do there, and because of these festivals. And I haven't even got, okay, so the festival cost us each $7 to go into. For $21, you can go all summer long, as many times as you want, to all the festivals that they have there. Plus, it includes parking one time at that east lot. So I think that it's that's a fantastic deal Uh to to get. In addition to that, especially if you're spending the night, and we hadn't planned for it, I, I think... If we had thought about it, what we would have, what we're going to do next year, after you spend the day in Laguna Beach, etc., you have Pageant of the Masters. Now, Pageant of the Masters, for those who don't know what it is, is a, um, it's a 45-minute show. You sit, you're an audience sitting in a seat, and you've got the stage. And what they do is they assemble people, come up, and they assemble. Uh, famous paintings. They portray the famous paintings. So you see them get in position and because of the lighting that they have and the costumes and, and everything, the makeup, they look exactly like the paintings. You, you can't really tell that there are people there because when they become completely still. And this is, I would say this is world famous, this particular uh, pageant. And we have it in our own backyard. And for the people who, especially like, um, I don't want to say culture, but people who, who wanted that, a little bit of that extra, um, to go to Laguna Beach, if you go to the Pageant of the Masters, like I said, it's, it's held in the evening. I highly, highly recommend doing that. I have never gone myself, but after talking to the people after being there, um, I'm definitely getting tickets to go next year. It's again, this one goes through the summer. So it's the end of June through September 1st. Nice. And um, they always each each year they have a theme. So in this, um, regardless of the theme that they have, the they always end with um, Leonardo da Vinci's um, Last Supper. Last Supper. Thank you, <laughs> Leonardo da Vinci's Last Supper. And I know how I and just to kind of close about the festivals. Each art festival is different. The one that I talked about, Sawdust Festival, is only Laguna Beach artists. So that one is pretty cool because like it's the local people. The Festival of the Arts um, is Orange County's artists. So there's about a hundred and there's 150 or so artists there. And again they have photography, pit printmaking, sculpture, jewelry, handcrafted wood and furniture, ceramics, glass, and even more. So you're having a different feel for these artists and then art affair is international wow so um, different artists are at all of these different festivals and that's why I think that that for $21 or it's $21.50 really but for $21.50 to get a, a feel and a taste of what these artists have to offer I think a bargain for the things that you can do down at Laguna Beach nice I think I need to go to Laguna Beach. I, I highly, I think you should go there too. <laughs> or at least I, take I my wife to Laguna Beach. Probably yeah, I think she would really like it. Um, it, I think it has something for everybody. It has, uh, like I said, it, it's not boring to go through it because the artwork is so interesting and people do things with stuff that you never thought that you could, mm-hmm. um, 
that you could do. They get pieces of driftwood and they make something that's truly beautiful or they use these materials. There was one that was I really liked. It was a painting and the painting was, uh, we'll just say that um, the, a third of it was was um, just a regular painting on canvas. The middle part was was raised up and it was on glass and then the last part was a textured painting. Wow. But it all worked together and when you looked at it you could see how the the scene flowed but they used they call it mixed uh um, mixed medium. Yeah, mixed medium. And they had done stuff like that that I've never seen before. It was just absolutely beautiful. Awesome. Thank you, Mary Jo. That is going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch our other Disneyland shows this week. And, of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.